Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. For 40. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds on 1037 The Buzz. Welcome back to Out of Bounds from the Hogsmeade Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce, Pixie and Preacher. It is a new year. It's 2024, and we have a weekend recap brought to you by Fleet Management Services. Recapping what happened over the sports weekend. A lot happened there. And the championship game is set in college football now. It's going to be Washington versus Michigan. And these are teams that have some history because they play in the Rose Bowl four times. Big, ten, big ten versus the Pac-10 or 12 or whatever they're, they're, they're calling They're 2-2 two two in those games, so yeah. each team has won two games. But overall, Michigan leads the series 8-5 to five in 13 games. Hmm. And the last time these two teams played, it was in Ann Arbor. And Michigan won 31-10, and that was in 2021. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, we've had a lot of tough games with them over the years. I remember the losses more than I remember the wins, which is really weird. I would have figured it had been closer than 8-5, and five, but we got beat by him in the Rose Bowl that when Desmond Howard was with us by Steve Entman and Billy Joe Hobart and Mark Brunel. Those were some great Washington teams in the early 90s. So how, how far back do you go to uh, remembering these games? Oh, goodness. Maybe... Maybe 1969, because before that... I don't remember that when that... Well, that's about when I started okay, watching. Okay. I would have been five or six. Okay. Um, yeah, the next But I remember was, the Rose Bowl that we played, what, 78? Se- yeah, 77. Again, like 77, 78. And, and it was 78 by the calendar. Yeah, January 1st. Uh, we got some quarterback nobody knew about, and he was passing us silly in the first half. And we finally righted the ship, and we started dominating in the second half. But we we were down on the five-yard line. And our quarterback threw a pass to the running back. It was Stan Edwards, uh, Braylon Edwards' dad, hit him in the shoulder, bounced up. Some cat named Michael Jackson intercepted, and Washington won. But that quarterback that was bedeviling us in the first half was one Warren Moon. Outstanding player. And prior to that game, the two teams matched up four times Mm -hmm. in 53, 54, 69, and 70. Michigan won all four of those games. That's probably why I remember more losses than wins, because in the last 45 years, it's been more losses than wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're absolutely right. And if you, we had John Navari played there at uh, Seattle at their stadium. That's By the way, that place is a pit to play in. The crowd noise is just massively intimidating. It's right on a lake. Lake Washington, but Washington's had a good. They've had a good history of football. They they really have good good program. Michigan gets to figure that out for themselves on October fifth. Yeah, next year's. Listen, this year's uh, this year's schedule has been pretty easy. Yeah, next year I think we play Washington, USC, Oregon, Ohio State. Uh, Texas. Yep. And I mean, it's like it's 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 like seven teams in the top ten. It's brutal. You know how there was all the talk about um, if and you get ASU in the non-con. If, well, if Texas had gone on to win a national championship yeah. and Alabama somehow wasn't in the mix, that the SEC could claim that. Well, you have two Big Ten teams here moving forward. Yeah, we'll it, see. If, we'll it, see if Wally writes a column about that. Uh, these two Big Ten teams, I can promise you, <laughs> if it was two SEC teams, that'd be the the tagline. So yeah, if you're listening, Wally, I'm I'm watching you. So Just stay away from our guy Wally. That's our guy. I love Wally. You know that. Absolutely. Wally's, my, Wally's one of my congregants. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's it. Did, did I hear that the ASU quarterback is in the transfer portal? 
Yes, he is. Boy, you knew that was coming. Wes said something about that Friday. He said, I bet I said in a in a year or two they're gonna look for him and Wes said they probably are right now. And and that's yeah. just the landscape of college football. We see it happening everywhere. DJ Ui Ungalale mm-hmm. is now with Florida State. Mm-hmm. He left Oregon State. He's now with Florida State. Started with Clemson, Oregon State, now Florida State. You know, I'll make a bold prediction. If he had been with them a few days ago, they might have come within 50 of beating Georgia. They're always going to look towards that next quarterback. And then uh, yeah. their quarterback got into the transfer portal, the one that actually would have played had they been in the college mm-hmm. football playoff. So... Rodemaker? Yeah, we see that, you know, because of circumstances, you see a different result and and kind of a domino effect there with Florida State players. Can I ask you a question? Okay, so I want you two to weigh in on this. So, Florida State starting quarterback out for the year can't play. So, this Rodemaker guy, he's been there, you know, he does okay. He's nothing, you know, he's not the new Joe Namath or anything. But if you're Rodemaker, wouldn't you want to play in that bowl game, national television, everybody's watching. I would imagine as an athlete, as a competitor, you would want to play against the best. In the last three years, Georgia's been the best. Why would you opt out of that game to not play? I think it was a domino effect because all those other players had opted out. And his best interest for him, his option, was to get into the transfer portal. And then he was going to be on limited time anyway because today is the last day to get Uh. in. And so... That's why you saw a um, okay. situation with Texas's backup quarterback, Malik yeah. Murphy. Is it Duke now? Yeah, right. that, that's why he got into the portal instead of playing in the game. Well, I would have wanted to have played in the game, and then that night I'm on the phone with somebody that maybe has been talking to me. And the difference is Tate Rodemaker actually would have played, whereas yeah. Malik Murphy wasn't going to play. He's right. a backup quarterback. Right. Well, yeah, that's weird. You're going to start the game against the best team in college football over the last three-year period. No, I don't want to play. I would imagine as a competitor, you'd want to go out there and show what you could do. Apparently not. Bo Nix played in their, in their bowl you, game. And they won. That's right. Yeah. That's a very different attitude, I different guess, stance. than what Rodemaker had. Yeah. yeah, it was. So, And these players are going to do what's best for them anyway. I think there's no doubt about that. And I'm not even pushing back on that. That's fine. But I, I, I was just a little bit puzzled by that. All right, we have a comment on the Southern Structural Solutions text line. says that the Lions should have never run Skipper over to the ref. If they hadn't sent 68 to the ref, then it wouldn't have been a problem. If they, they just sent 68 to the ref, and that wouldn't have been a problem. But as we mentioned, they were trying their best to confuse the Cowboys as to what was going on, even though the ref was still going to announce to the Cowboys defense who was eligible, who wasn't. But they saw the players going over to the ref, and that is taking their attention to, you know, seeing who's who's actually going to be eligible. And then the ref comes over and tells them. Had I been Dan Skipper or Taylor Decker or Jared Goff or Dan Campbell or any of the other Lions, I would have gone over to said ref and said, so who are you? I'm the guy that does my job. You must be the other guy. Okay, because he didn't do his job. He's got one job to do over there. The guy reports, and he screws it up. And that's not our fault, and I refuse to take any responsibility for that. Another comment, if they hadn't announced that 68 was eligible to the defense, he wouldn't have been wide open. And the fact that he wasn't announced, it altered the game for both teams, not just the Lions. Oh, boo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> I mean, how's that, again, how's that my fault? It's not. Uh, let's see, Bingo says... Uh, what do you think about Pat McAfee on game day talking about Lane Kiffin? Was it Lane Kiffin he was talking about? What, what Kiffin trolling Penn State or something? Or yeah, um, as far as college game day, didn't necessarily see that, so not not really sure what happened there. I watched a lot of the game, and it, it turned out exactly like we said that it would on Friday. I, Penn State's got a good defense, but two or three of their best guys sat out, like Chop Robinson. And they held them down for a while, and then they couldn't do anything on offense. It's kind of like Iowa. It's like the the Iowa defense is good and good and good until they're out there for uh, 90% of the time. They're going to get they worn get exhausted, down. They get worn down, then they hit a, a couple of big plays. And that's exactly what happened. If you want to get into the show today, you can call 501-661-1037, Southern Structural Solutions text line, 
Same number, 501-661-1037. Gangster Museum of America Life and Feedback. Uh, another comment on Southern Structural Solutions text line. Do you think that Georgia could have done a better job than Alabama? That's something we'll never know. Well, we won't, but I guarantee I'd rather play Alabama than Georgia right now. Yeah, I think I think Georgia's better, but I think they choked in that game. That's on them. But the way those games came down to the end, though, it was like the Michigan-Alabama game. They go to overtime, so that's a game you can see going either way. And then Washington put themselves in such a bind at the end mm. of that game where they had the game won, but they allowed, gave it away. they allowed a situation they where did. Texas had a chance to win the game. Oh, that fumbled punt. you got to quit fumbling punts. And I'm talking to Michigan. They better not fumble any punts Monday night. There's somebody on that team that can go back and catch a punt. How about Washington? Find them and Just use not them. getting in victory for an formation instead of running the ball. Thank you. And then the player gets hurt. That stops the clock. I'm amazed at how many coaches are so bad at end-of-game clock management. There's a lot of them out there that are bad at And it. you could see Sark telling the Texas players, you have to rip at the ball. Yeah. And at the same time, of course, now Caleb DeBurr, he's going to... Uh, <laughs> He's, he's going to remind his players to hold on to the ball, but they shouldn't be running the ball. They should just be taking a knee. I'm still amazed at that call that they made deep in their own territory again in the Apple Cup game when it was Washington, Washington State, fourth down, and they did that reverse sweep. It was a thing of beauty. Uh, that was my favorite play of the year until Michigan had the fourth and two yesterday late in the game deep in our own territory, and they threw that pass out to Corum. That was just a thing of beauty. J.K. brings up on the Gangster Museum of America, Life and Feedback, the tripping call against the Cowboys. It was something that never should have happened. It was a 15-yard penalty and says that the penalty was actually on the wrong team. Hmm. Yeah, I was confused about that, too. That's a good point. But we know that calls are missed mm. throughout games, and, and that was a call that may have been missed or may have been the wrong call or, or however you want to say it. Joe, this is what we're stuck with until the robots receive total consciousness and they come out and start running things for us. That's probably more likely to happen in baseball than any other sport. Agreed. The sooner. It's basically yeah. already happening in tennis. You know, they got that eye in the sky thing, and they challenge it, and they can tell you within a hundredth of a millimeter where the ball landed pretty awesome so some uh nfl results over the weekend you had of course we were talking about the lions and the cowboys but some that set up some playoff scenarios the bills won again Mm -hmm. and so they're good moving forward as long as they win their final game against the dolphins in miami and uh there's a chance that if they lose that game they still make the playoffs by other teams losing so they're in, in a they're in a good situation where they do control a lot of what happens with them, but the best thing for mm-hmm. them would just be to win the game and then they're in. Yeah. You better do that. You don't want to depend on somebody else because they might let you down. The AFC South is going to be interesting because the Colts and Texans play one another. Mm-hmm. The winner of that game is in the playoffs, and then the Jags could still win the division by winning their game, but if the Jags happen to lose their game then the winner of the Colts and Texans is going to win the AFC South. You know, we need Steve Kornacki standing up there in his khakis working on that board like he does on election night, telling us what has to happen here, and they got the electoral votes over here, and in this county in Georgia, we got this going on over here. We need him breaking down the NFL stuff so we can understand it. He does a great job of it. He, he does. does it on, on Sunday Night Football. I love watching that game. Yeah. He's fascinating. End of the season. Now, the Rams... They may be one of the better stories in football. They are 9-7, and seven, and wow. they're currently the sixth seed, and I believe they are actually in the playoffs already. Yes, they are. Yeah. So, so, what, so what if Matthew Stafford, for the first playoff game, goes back to his former home in Detroit and plays the Lions? It'd be a great story. That would be, be a good story. It would. It'd be I, great I would, to set that up. Kind of like to see that. The NFC South also is still up for grabs with the Saints the Bucks and the Falcons. And the Falcons, they've dropped a couple of games down the stretch, but all they have to do is win their final game and uh, and have the uh, the Bucks lose, I guess. They well they beat they'll they'll play the Bucks or have and have the Saints lose. So what a terrible division. 
This is like when the Commanders got into the playoffs when they were, what, two games below 500 a couple years ago, a year ago. I'm like, you should make them sit it out. Yeah, but yeah. but that's why it's so important with these division games at mm. the end of the year. It yeah. it makes a difference. It does. Even though we don't want a 500 team in the playoffs, but we had it before. So they can't be 500 anymore unless they tie, because <laughs> yeah. they'd be eight, yeah. eight and one, and yeah. that'd make them a 500 now team. Now that now that 17th game has, it, has has messed up my math. It makes a big difference there. So you it have does. to be at least nine and eight. But maybe we could get an eight and nine team in the playoffs. Just depend on how. Uh, be patient. It'll certain, happen. Certain things shake out. I I guess it could happen with the uh, with the Falcons maybe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a there's a chance that that happens this year. It would have to be the Falcons to do it. It seems like. Are there any games on Saturday this week? Yes, there are. The Steelers and Ravens play Saturday, Good. and uh, the Texans Colts. Okay. So a a couple of them early that you could see things kind of take shape. Now, the Ravens we we mentioned with them being the number one overall seed in the AFC. It'd be interesting to see how they go about playing their players and their game plan. So if the Steelers go on to win that game, now they'll be in wait-and-see mode pretty much through the entire weekend just to see if they actually get into the is playoffs. It, is it Pittsburgh or Baltimore? It's at Baltimore, but okay. they're playing yeah. backups. Yeah, they are. So, well, you know, it's a good situation to be in. It I, is. I think, you know, winning these last two games for the Steelers and then having the Ravens win mm. and clinch the number one overall seed, it's a good situation for them to be in. That's not to say that the Ravens aren't still trying to win the game because they are, yeah. no matter who they play. But, uh, you know, good situation for them to be in. Gotcha. And then with the Colts and Texans, you'll you'll see that on Saturday. And the winner will be in the playoffs. And then it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Jags. If they go on to win their game, they win the division. But if they lose, then the winner of that game on Saturday, they become division champs. It's always better to watch sports when there's something on the line. And there's a lot on the line this weekend. Yes, there is. And other news with uh, NFL Draft, we know that that's something that is going to be on the radar with a lot of players here, especially some of the ones that opted out Mm -hmm. of bowl games. And we'll get more of that news coming soon as far as players that are putting their name in the NFL Draft. Cam Ward, Washington State former quarterback who was in the transfer portal, he's now put his name into the NFL draft instead. I was a little surprised by that. I figured some team was going to snap him up. He's wildly athletic. He's been pretty productive. Has a tendency to turn the ball over way more than you would like your quarterback to do. But he's not without talent. But apparently somebody got to him and said, hey, you know, somebody will take a shot at you in the draft, so just skip to the league. That's absolutely what happened. Yeah. Sean McVay also has said with the Rams' success that, you know, he's year to year. When it gets to this time of the year, if he's going to return for another season, he said that he will be back in 24 to mm-hmm. coach again because there's always that speculation about him. There's always speculation about Aaron Donald and how much longer he's going to play, but he just signed extension within the last couple of years, so money is a factor in keeping him around. But Sean McVay said he's going to coach next year. So for the Rams and their fan base, they do sure. have that to look forward to, sure. to know that he'll be back. And it makes sense with the success that they've had this season. They've, they started off really lousy, but they've, uh, they've rallied the last two-thirds of the year, played some pretty good ball. Seahawks, they, they had the, uh, the Seahawks number. Mm-hmm. So that was... They actually got off to a good start and uh, going to Seattle and beating them first game of the season. And that's where you kind of see some flashes with them. They're the youngest team in the league. So that's where the surprising part comes in. The Rams in. are the youngest team in yeah, the league? Yeah, they're with the oldest quarterback. With the oldest quarterback. How about that? You remember Except going, Flacco. Yeah. You remember going back to the offseason and the story was that Stafford was having a problem connecting with some of those young players because right. there was such an age gap. They were, they were young enough to be his children. And and his wife, on a podcast, actually put that info out there. That's something that should stay in-house and not be out there to the public, but I, I his think, wife actually put I it out there. I think his wife has got a tendency to 
say too much in a lot of situations. She's one of those. I have an opinion, and it must be heard at all times. And frequently, when she was up in Michigan, she's pretty political. And she's always, you know, talking about this or talking about that. Well, you can't win getting in those debates. And she doesn't seem to be all that concerned about it. So, yeah. No. No. She's thinking about what happens to be her best interest, not necessarily his best interest. Exactly. And That's right. having a podcast... That's when she's going to put any and everything out there. That's just what happens. That's it. Also, uh, coaching news, Bill Belichick, he's being asked every week about his job and his future with the Patriots, and he has the standard line. He's focused on the Jets. So that's their final regular season game against the Jets, and the Jets have not been able to beat the Patriots in a long time. It, mm. the, the Patriots have a win streak against them, and uh, it's been quite a while. Do you think Belichick coaches next year? I think he does. In New don't, England? Don't, don't think it's going to be with the Patriots. So you think they're going to basically part ways and somebody else will sign him on for a few years? Yeah. And, and the Patriots will get something in return for him. Hmm. Like so, a draft pick or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, or maybe a couple of draft picks. There you go. Yeah, he's probably worth a couple of draft picks. And, you know, that's one way to go about it, or they could just decide to mutually part ways and not take that route of basically trading Bill Belichick. But the thing about it is he has a year left on his contract, so it would essentially be the same thing with Sean Payton, like we saw what happened with him, mm-hmm. where he stepped away for a year, and then, right. well, actually, he was coming back to a year left on his contract, and they did have to make the trade. But Belichick, he could step away and then return, right. and his contract would be expired. There you go. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting there. Yes, it will. More of Out of Bounds coming up after this break from the Hogs Meat Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce, Pigskin Preacher. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more of Out of Bounds. Fence Brokers presents Razorback Graffiti every Monday morning. Call Morning Mayhem and let them know how you feel about how they did. One sentence and one sentence only. Over the weekend, Arkansas basketball ended the year with a bang, beating UNC Wilmington 106-90. Keon Minfield had 32 points, 4 rebounds, and 5 assists on 8 of 14 from the floor. After the game, Coach Eric Musman talked about his impact. I think the confidence level that the teammates have with him is is much more important than the confidence that I have with him. Those guys, those other four guys out on the floor, they want to play with him. They like to play with him, and and I think that's a big a, a big part of any point guard, quarterback, catcher, and base. Like all those things are important when you're kind of in a leadership position. Arkansas will open conference play on Saturday against Auburn at home. Coverage for that game can be heard on the buzz. And former Arkansas quarterback KJ Jefferson has announced his next destination. Jefferson will be suiting up for UCF in 2024. Central Florida is coming off a six and seven season including their bowl game next season will be their second in the big 12 i'm christian weaver with the buzz radio network serious injuries happen every day if it happens to you don't wait dial eight dial eight for rainwater holton sexton 888-8888 we can meet you online at your house or wherever is easiest for you dial eight 888-8888 for rainwater holton sexton Anywhere in the state, dial 8. We've got you covered, Arkansas. Anywhere in the state, dial 8. Rainwater Holton Sexton, 888-8888. Responsible attorneys Michael Rainwater and Bob Sexton. Oakwan Racing Casino Resort presents Oakwan Race Day with Justin Acri and David Wanginati every Saturday morning at 11. Oakwan Race Day is your inside track to America's hottest thoroughbred action and Arkansas source for racing news and analysis. Oakwan Race Day presented by Oakwan, Arkansas's only racing casino resort. At Arts Marine, we just called in our latest flock of hunting boats. Look at these ambush boats by Legendcraft. The perfect style and function for years of successful hunts. How about letting us customize a well-built boat for particular needs? Bury any of our boats with a Tatsu outboard. All the boats at Arts Marine are rugged, and our selection and prices are unmatched in Central Arkansas. We also offer full service on ATVs. So, before you hit the deer woods, come let our certified technicians make sure you don't have any breakdowns this fall. Get in now before these deals fly away. 
Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, and so can you. Pickle Up for Literacy is a one-day pickleball tournament happening January 13th at the River Center in Benton. All levels and ages competing in women's and men's doubles. There is $600 in prize money in Moneyball Brackets. Literacy Action of Central Arkansas is a nonprofit organization that teaches adults and their families reading and English language skills. Serving Pulaski, Faulkner, Celine, and Conway counties. Register for the tournament at literacyactionar.org by January 9th. If you're interested in continuing your involvement in high school athletics and want to make some extra money, what better way to do so than by becoming an official? For information on how you can give back to student-athletes in Arkansas, please contact us at 501-955-2500. Again, that's 501-955-2500. The Arkansas Activities Association is looking for sports officials, and you may be the answer. It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Welcome back to Out of Bounds from the Hogs Meat Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce, Pigskin Preacher. It's a weekend recap brought to you by Fleet Management Services. Recapping what happened over the sports weekend. And uh, there was a lot going on. And also still some things going on. The Jets have cut running back Dalvin Cook. And they're going to allow him to seek opportunities with a contender. So he's going to start looking around at playoff teams and try to get on somewhere. Wouldn't you say there's still a little tread on those tires? There's a lot. He was they, looking good last year. They didn't the use Vikings. them. No. They didn't use them any this year. Now, if you don't give him the ball, what's he supposed to do? And you could clearly tell that he was unhappy, and so it works out on both parts because Jets are out of playoff contention, and then if he's able to get on somewhere, if somebody likes what they see in him and he can help, they'll bring him aboard and – and that that'd be a good situation. Who might for him. be a candidate to pick him up? Can you think of any contenders that are thin at running back? Uh, not right off the top as far as thin at running back, but yeah. being a veteran running back and teams that are going to make their playoff run, playoff yeah. push. Chiefs could use he, him. Chiefs could use him. Yeah. Uh, well, the thing about it also is his brother plays for the Bills, mm-hmm. and if the Bills are able to get in, then nice. how about having the brother combination in the backfield? Oh, I like that. Yeah, that'd be good. And and the Bills already struggle running the ball, you know, when you put your quarterback at risk. And he wants to do a lot of that as far as Josh Allen wanting to run the ball. But who's the when, ki- who's when you the do kid that, that the Bills have at running back that's just quick as a blink? That's his brother, James. That's his Cook. brother. Yeah, Dalvin oh Cook, goodness. James. Yes, Cook. that's oh, he's great. He's a little smaller than Dalvin, but yes. man, he's quick on quick. No, that'd be a good one two punch. Yeah, absolutely it would yeah, be. There you go. Gangster Museum of America, life and feedback. Let's see. Rick says, congrats to the Wolverines, Alabama offensive line. They were given strong Arkansas offensive line vibes last night (laughs) with the sacks and inability to have a clean snap. Michigan wanted to do everything they could to lose that game, but they did get it done. And also he says, how about Chris Beard at Ole Miss? 13-0. Yes, wow. I know that conference play hasn't started yet, but it's still pretty impressive for the first year under Chris Beard. Beard can coach. There's no two ways about that. And I'm glad that he saw the same game that I did. I'm like, we tried to lose that thing. and Thankfully, we didn't. Well, it's just about the result now. It doesn't matter yeah. how you got there. What did Al Davis say? Just win, baby. Just win. Just and win, they, and they did that. Yeah, they did. But, yeah, as far as Ole Miss, uh, we expected that Chris Beard was going to have some success in you didn't know how it was going to look for the first year. And, you know, as mentioned, getting in the conference play, it could change a lot of, of what's what we've seen so far. And we're going to see a lot from 
uh, many teams, including Arkansas, when they get in the conference play, we'll we'll see kind of how they stack up and and where they fit in. Think about Beard. We've seen him at UALR, Texas Tech, Texas, and now Old Miss. What's the common denominator? Every place he's been, he's won. You know, the guy can coach. I mean, if, if if you're four for four, you know, that's not luck. That's not coincidence. He knows what he's doing. He can put a team together. Had a great mentor in Bob Knight. So mm-hmm. he uh, he comes from a good tree mm-hmm. there, and, and he learned a lot of things. And, yeah, he's one of those defensive-minded coaches that everything about how his team is structured, it starts on the defensive end, and you're able to build a team off that. And if you have somebody that can light it up and shoot it, then that's kind of a bonus to what you have going on with the defensive end. We played him that year. He was at Tech that they got to the uh, national championship game. I think Michigan lost to him in the Sweet 16 or Elite 8 or something. Uh, it was like being in a fight with somebody in a phone booth. I mean, he the way his teams play are just really difficult. Every possession is like a bloodletting, but they're they're tough, and, and he's got a style, no question. Some other results in college football over the weekend. Everybody was focused on the playoff, but, you know, like we mentioned with uh, Oregon and Liberty, how that game shook out, but there were some other interesting games where, uh, let's see, Kansas State, well, okay, here we go. So Missouri and Ohio State on Friday. That was one of the more closely contested games until Missouri, and it was low scoring, Mm -hmm. where Missouri won the game 14-3. And, you know, most people would look at that result and say, that's ugly because it's low scoring, but it was uh, was good for Missouri to get the win. We got into a bit of a discussion on that on Friday's show, and Wes kept saying, well, Ohio State has never faced an offense like Missouri's. You know, they don't have any offenses in the Big Ten. And he was questioning, is their defense any good? I said, look, this is Ohio State. You know my feelings about these people. Their defense is pretty good. I'm not sure the defense wasn't as good as the offense this year. He said, no, it's not any good. Well, they held them to 14 points. Now, they were playing a third-string quarterback, and they were without a bunch of guys that didn't play, and they look like a shell of their former self. But that's a pretty good defense. It is. And You can say the same thing about Penn State and about Iowa. You just can't leave the defense out there for 90% of the game and expect that they're going to shut these guys down to nothing. Eventually, the dam's going to break. Probably the best game going into the weekend on Friday was Clemson-Kentucky. Oh, it was fascinating. And and getting the result there with Clemson getting the win 38-35. And uh, for some people that paid attention on Bet Saracen, then... uh, Maybe they lost out, depending on which way they went with that. But, yeah, Clemson able to get the three-point win, and it was one of those games, it was a comeback win for Clemson. And they they uh, scored 28 points, 28 of their 38 points in the fourth quarter. Kentucky choked that one away. We had it on the whole time, and I watched it at home, and I'm like, no, no, they should have won that ball game. Then with the Liberty Bowl, AutoZone Liberty Bowl, Memphis was able to take control of that game early as they were playing a home game against Ohio uh, Iowa State. Mm-hmm. And Iowa State was able to make it a little bit closer game. But, uh, yeah, Memphis gets a 10-point win, 36-26. I was kind of surprised by that. I figured Iowa State playing in the Big 12, they played a lot of good teams. They've been you know, the kind of team that doesn't make mistakes and beat themselves. But they just looked outclassed. I don't know if they didn't show up or Memphis had that many more athletes or whatever, but that game, Memphis just kind of boat raced them. Did you pick Iowa State in our college picks challenge? I believe I did, and I I'm, I instantly regretted it. Well, yes. you shouldn't have many regrets anyway because you won. I won it? You won with the last two games last night, the Woo-hoo! ones that could have gone either way. <laughs> that was That was the deciding factor simply because you and I were tied. Nathan was a little yeah. bit lagging behind us, but you and I were tied, and I took Bama and Texas. You took Michigan and Washington, and you know, so with that Washington Texas game, the way that it shook out in the end, right. it was a chance that we would have been tied going into the championship game. Oh my goodness! But the result happened where uh, you're up two games with one game left, so you're the winner. Well, son, you just made my day. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, so you have a trophy coming your Woo-hoo! way at some point. 
but it, it's fun to kind of do those challenges and uh yeah overall the results are you had 28 so 280 points i had 260 nathan had 240 and go. chris shenup who was in the challenge with us, for some reason, didn't pick all the games. Chris, what's going on, man? I, I think he forgot about uh-huh. it. He, he picked the games to begin with, and I think he was going to pick it up. and Because uh, you don't have to pick until the the day of the game mm-hmm. by kickoff. I think he forgot about it, and he never got back in. Well, I'm glad the Iowa State pick didn't cost me a championship. It's good to know. Yeah, and uh, even going into that, going into yesterday... We all had um, LSU, Oregon, Tennessee. So, yeah, it was a tie until those last couple of games. <laughs> yeah, Chris said that he did forget. So, there it is. <laughs> he forgot to, to go through with all the picks. There. Next year, we'll remind you, Chris. But, yeah, for now, Pigskin, you have the trophy. And the way that that's happened over the last three years, Nathan won the first one. Mm-hmm. I won last year, won the second one, and now you are the champion this year. Well, don't expect me to give it back next year because I'm very greedy about those oh, things. Oh, no, that's that's not the way it works. We don't have a trophy that goes around. Oh, it's we not have, a traveling trophy. We have a trophy that... Oh, it's a win, permanent trophy. You win the trophy, oh, you good. get the trophy. Well, then, so Just I could, like if you, if you so I could a, collect a whole bunch of them then, like yeah. Super Bowl rings or something. Right. If, yeah. you, if you win a Grammy, you don't have to give that Grammy to the winner of the category next oh, year. Nice. You keep the, the trophy. <laughs> like now, Kramer keeping his Tony Award on Seinfeld. We will say this, though, about Chris Shinnup. Chris Shinnup has won. He won last year's overall picks, and we have to get updated on what's happening now, but it's pretty much a two-horse race with he and Nathan. Okay. They're kind of going. They, they've they left me behind now. I'm in, I'm in last place and by far. <laughs> so I have no chance to win it, and it's going to come down to Chris and Nathan. Unless yeah. they just completely botch these picks down the stretch, and I I don't really see that happening. With uh, I think they're about maybe seven weeks overall, mm-hmm. and it's pretty much going to be mostly NFL games. But there'll be some combat sports, there'll be some NBA games, there'll be some All Star games. So, uh, but for the most part, it should be between Chris and Nathan. See, it's lucky for me that we didn't get into combat sports and NBA games. I don't think I would have been very good at those. Well, you're going to be on board with it. We'll we'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens. But, you know, that's why it's good to do that as a separate entity where we're just picking bowl games. Mm-hmm. That That's one entity, and then you have picks overall because we don't incorporate the bowl picks into our overall picks. We mm-hmm. do it completely separate okay i've always liked bowl picks because you got teams that would almost never play each other most of the time getting matched up which is always kind of interesting to see contrasting styles and conferences and different parts of the country and all that sort of thing and that's why it's fun to do that because Mm -hmm. you know as people are talking about with these meaningless bowl games Mm -hmm. and not having much meaning to it but when you do a challenge like that and there's something on the line Guess what we're doing? That's we're paying it. attention to the bowl You're games. You're paying attention. And the result of those bowl games to see what happens there, and uh, it, it's good. Maybe it's some, you'll have reason to pay attention to my Nebraska boys next year. Exactly. It's about time for those guys to get in the bowl, Todd. Nine years. My goodness. And going. That's that's unthinkable if you came up with Nebraska like I did as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Times are changing in college football, yes, though. they are. And um, we have a lot of highly paid coaches, which Matt Rule is one of those. And so whenever the money is put out there, they expect results quickly. And we'll see how quickly Matt Rule can get it turned around. And put well, we right just track. gave a bunch of NIL money to Dominic Rayola's kids. So. Well, that's where it starts, too, getting the players in there. Yeah, he better be able to play because they've made a sizable investment in him. We'll see. Got a quarterback coming in also. And so, uh, mm. yeah, that's where it all starts. We have more of Out of Bounds coming up after this break. It's going to be the last segment. Stay tuned. It's Out of Bounds. From the Hogs Meat Market Studio, Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce, Pigskin Preacher.
The Arkansas Duck Derby Banquet returns, and it's more exciting than ever. Enjoy live entertainment, browse dozens of silent auction items, and grab a bite from Old Bart's Southern Eatery. This year's big ticket raffle prize is a 2023 fully loaded Polaris Ranger 1000 premium valued at over $20,000. Every moment benefits the Conway Regional Health Foundation. Head on over to ArkansasDuckDerby.com to learn more about the premier duck hunting event of Central Arkansas. If you lose your pet in Woodrock, do you know where to look? Our city shelter to the Woodrock Animal Village houses over 200 animals, so they can't tell you over the phone if your pet is there. Please go in person to 4500 Kramer off South University next to First Tee. Strays are available for adoption after seven days, so when you're looking to adopt, please visit the Animal Village. You'll meet all ages, breeds, and sizes, and many are already trained. Just a $90 adoption fee covers shots, neuter, and microchip at Woodrock Animal Village. Hello folks, it's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dodge Store here in Sherwood. For the past few months, we've been asking you to give us a chance to buy your cars, and the response has been great. We really appreciate all of you who brought your cars in and turned it into cash. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Folks, we're still buying cars every day. So look around and see what you or your family has in the garage that you want to turn into cash. It's really easy, folks. Just come into Fletcher Dodge and ask for Chris or Andy. We'll buy any vehicle and we'll pay you more than anyone. We can't find enough vehicles at the auto auctions to meet the demand. So we're extending you this offer to the public. We'll pay you more, so don't wait. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Come see us today for the best cash offer on your car, truck, van, or SUV. Just ask for Chris or Andy. We'll pay you more, so come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood. Thanks. When you wake up well-rested on a great mattress, everything becomes clear. I do have a favorite child. Things you missed when you were tired finally reveal themselves. I use memes as a coping mechanism. It's Mattress Firm's once-a-year sale and clearance. Get up to 60% off select Sealy, plus a free adjustable base, all with free and fast delivery. Deals this big won't last long, so don't miss out. The right mattress matters. We'll find yours. Restrictions apply. See store or website for details. What's holding you back from learning the language you've always wanted to know? Too hard. Takes too long. Not with Babbel. Babbel's lessons take just 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes isn't long. Nope, and they're fun. So you don't realize you're learning a language, but you are. In three weeks, you're able to start having conversations. And Babbel's lessons are built around real life. And with Babbel, it isn't hard. It's, it's perfect. perfect. Start learning a new language today. Go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. David Basil here for Jones & Son Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry. At Jones & Son, when you shop for an engagement ring, you get the benefit of shopping with the largest selection of rings in Central Arkansas. Jones & Son also carries the biggest brands in the business. At Jones & Son, shop their new collection of Jones & Son branded engagement rings. These Jones & Son rings are high quality at a fraction of the price. They're also fully customizable. They can modify any design to suit your needs. Jones & Son is located at 1121 Rodney Parham Road. And of course, they've been there for over 35 years. Same address same phone number for over three decades. Finding the perfect piece of jewelry to match the occasion can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be, and it's not at Jones & Son Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry. Find the right diamonds for that special occasion. Jones & Son invites you to come by and shop with them in person or online at jonesandson.com. Owners Darrow and Jacob Jones are the best father-son jewelry team in America. Tell them the guys at Morning Mayhem sent you. Jones & Son Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry. Jones & Son is located at 1121 Rodney Parham Road. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Sleep to late nights, sitting alone, conversations with a 
It's Out of Bounds from the Hogs Meat Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce, Pigskin Preacher. It's the last segment. Still have time to get into the show if you want. Call 501-661-1037. Southern Structural Solutions text line, same number, 501-661-1037. Gangster Museum of America, life and feedback. NFL.com power rankings. The Detroit Lions are sitting at number five. That sounds and, about right. And, and that's where they were last week, so they actually didn't move at all. And we'll go back to number 10. The Rams are at 10. Mm-hmm. They moved up a spot. The Eagles are at 9. Wow. They actually fell five spots. Hmm. Coming in at 8 is the Chiefs. Cleveland Browns at 7. 6, Bills. 5, as mentioned, the Lions. 4, Miami Dolphins. 3, Cowboys. 2, 49ers. And the 49ers were actually at 2 last week. And the Ravens were at 1. And they still are as of this week. You think that's a little high for Dallas? They're up three spots from six. So they were already... So they jumped from six to three because the ref gifted them a game? Yeah. That seems a bit yes, of a stretch. Yes, they did. Yeah. And then with the way that the Dolphins got beat, yeah. I think the only thing that was going to change anyway with that result would have been maybe the Cowboys and Lions kind of swapping spots. But, yeah, with the win, then uh, they jumped a few spots. The Lions stayed where they were. Mm-hmm. And with the way the Dolphins got beat, that's why you could see the Cowboys kind of moving up the way they did. Gotcha. So we have that for power rankings according to NFL.com. And with it being a new year, it's 2024, a lot of people are getting in line with their New Year's resolutions and maybe hitting the gym and doing some different things to get started with the new year. What do you guys have on the agenda as far as resolutions? Todd, what do you have? Uh, you know, I I don't necessarily make resol- resolutions as far as, you know, specifically pointed in one direction or another. Maybe I that's something I should start. I mean, I have a general idea of, you know, like... Um, you know, making more time for, you know, just not working so darn much and, you know, things like that. But uh, as far as something specific and pointed, I really I really don't go that route. I've made pretty copious lists in years gone by. Not so much any of that this year, but as Todd said, I'm, I'm you know, you're always working on health and fitness and those kind of things. With me, some of it works on uh um, things like uh, reading, uh, being a little more systematic in some of my reading schedules and, you know, prayer time and things like that. But, uh, you know, most of the things that are really important to me, I'm already doing. So I just, I would like to do a better job of those things. And, you know, that, that's kind of where I am. I'm not really a big believer in resolutions. I just believe that, you know, you need to strive to be better each and every day. Exactly. Including beginning a new year you want to just continue to get better in in every aspect you know if it's about being you know better for the family being better you know just in all aspects of life what did they say in the shawshank redemption get busy living or get busy dying (laughs) so you had to do one of the others and and you hear a lot of people saying that they don't get a lot of rest or sleeping they say What's the famous saying there? I can sleep when, I, when I'm gone. Mm. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot to that. <laughs> Tell my dogs that. Southern Structural Solutions text line. We have a message that says, not happy with Steelers ruining my new year. <laughs> and uh, assuming that they're a Seahawks fan or maybe they're a fan of another team that the Steelers had an effect on. So I took my dogs walking yesterday on the first day of the year. Very cold, like 31 degrees. I had a new coat that I bought for my dog in Alabama at a discount place. It was a Seahawks coat, and it was a small, and he's a small, but it was almost too small. And I'm like, he's a little longer than that. It looked like somebody wearing pants, you know, that might kind of come up to mid-calf or something. It didn't yeah. quite fit. But I only paid $3.27 oh, you got a deal. for said coat, so it was a good deal. So is he actually wearing it? Yeah, we wore it yesterday. It kept him warm. I mean, the parts of his body that it covered. But it's got a Seahawks logo on the back. It's got a hood. And it's like fleece. So it was a nice little coat. Yeah, just, oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good was, look, too. He was probably more of a medium than a small. So the next time I'll grab him a medium. And, yeah, this, uh, this person says, yes, they are a Seahawks fan. Also, Southern Structural Solutions text line, LC says that the Cowboys 
could use Dalvin Cook. They're in need of uh, bolstering their running backs. So LC says that, yeah, Dalvin Cook to the Cowboys. I think Cook could help almost anybody. He's still a great back. And Jason says that the Patriots, they've lost every game by three to six points. <laughs> They're the best four and twelve team ever. <laughs> Play hard, good defense. Just busted on Fat Mac, talking about Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he says that Belichick isn't going anywhere. One terrible season in 25 years and everyone, as usual, just high on the moment. And Pure Emotion thinks that they got it all figured out and that he's, he says he's not going anywhere. So where do they draft this year, the Patriots? The top pick, 10? As a, yeah, as a 4-12 and 12 team, yeah, they're definitely well, going to be, they, they may could, be top 8. If they could hit on one of those big quarterbacks... Who knows? Well, well, that's that's been what the rumor is anyway that they are going to take one of those quarterbacks, and yeah, you would think that that's what it would line up to be now. That Mac Jones, he'll be somewhere else, but right. they drafted, which was interesting. They drafted Bailey Zappi the year after Mac Jones. Now they drafted him later in the draft, but you see the guy that's actually on the field and playing is ba- so, Bailey Zappi, yeah. but still. They're not winning games at a high enough rate where you're thinking that he's going to be your future. That's right. You always want to improve if you can. But at this point, they may not know if Belichick is their future. Right. Now, somebody knows. Robert Kraft knows. Kraft is the only one Be- going to make that Belichick, decision. Belichick may know. Yeah. He may know if he happens to be in the future or not. Well, if everybody else is satisfied with Bill and Kraft is not, i got to tell you, there's going to be a decision that's going to be made. And at this point in his career, maybe that's something that uh, could be good for him to could get. And, and unless the Patriots do make the right move and get a, a quarterback in there, because we saw, you know, was it more Belichick or was it Brady? And I think people drew the conclusion that it was more Brady. So mm-hmm. you still need that franchise quarterback, that's no right. matter how good of a coach you are, and you have to have players. It ain't the X's and O's. The Jimmy's and the Joe's. Always is. That's always how it's going to be. But out of bounds, we're uh, we're done here for the day. We got the new year started with a bang, and we're going to pass it on to Drive Time Sports. So everybody, stay tuned. Drive Time Sports is coming up next. Thanks, Todd. Thanks, Pigskin, for coming in. And Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you guys soon. Hey folks, this is Trey Johnson with HJ Trailer Sales in Hot Springs, and we have a big New Year's sale going on. All current inventory has been marked down like a 23 Delta 32-foot 24K trailer down over $3,000. A Good Guys 35 plus 5 20K trailer marked down over $3,000 under MSRP. All these trailers come with a one-year factory warranty. We have financing for everyone, whether you have good credit or bad credit. Come see why so many people are choosing to buy from HJ.